Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There she is. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Are you all tucked up with your blanket for the winter episode? I've got a nice cup of tea and I've got the fire on. Wow, I've got no heating on. Haven't you? No, I don't feel cold. It's mild as anything. Well, I just like having the fire on, so I've put the fire on and there's lots of flames. It's roaring. Oh, I can hear it. I can hear it. Can you hear it roaring? Yes. I've got a wood-burning stove and it's so cosy. I'm going to shut the door, that's it. I've not got any heating on, Esther. Ooh. Are you not cold? No, not at all. Mmm. No, I'm nice You'd be very good at hibernating over the winter, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm busy, see, because you've always said I'm a busy bee, so I'd be very good in in the beehive, fanning the queen. You would. But I always think the ones on the outside, they sort of swap places, but a few of them must get really cold and they just probably fall off and die. Oh, poor ones. I know. Unless, of course, he put some little blankets in for them, which I always do, of course. They've got a lot of... They've got a whole cupboard of little blankets ready for the winter. Have they got their candlewick bedspreads? Oh, yes. They've got loads of those all lined up and big heaps all round the hive. <laughs> and they've got little bonnets that your mum knitted. Oh, yeah, they've all got the bonnets on, all nice and tight round the little heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you um, do? You, I know you 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 in your swimsuit today because you're nice and warm, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm sat by my big granite tabletop, all nice and harsh and cold. But haven't you got a bonnet on? No, I've not even got a, a, a usual extra layer on. Oh, uh, what about when it's really cold? Well, I, I layer up, so I've got one, two, three. I've got three layers on the top. And one layer on the bottom. But when it's really cold, what do you like doing in your house? Well, I just layer up (laughs) again. Um, (laughs) Try not to put the heat on during the day unless it's absolutely perishing. Um, And or I have a guest who demands that I have heat on. Um, But uh, (laughs) it's a good way to keep guests away. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It is. No, when I've had Christmas parties, people have always layered up or maybe have kept their coat on or sometimes mm. dreaded the invite. Oh, well, I've never <laughs> seen any icicles round your door. <laughs> when I've been round, I've not noticed. Well, I think you've come suppose... when we've had a party, so there's the body heat has kept the place yeah. warm. Yeah, oh, God, I'm the opposite. I like to be really cosy and warm and... I love the heating to be on and my fire, and I, I love to be—I love to be sweating. Oof! No, I can't stand that. I feel like passing out. 
<laughs> have you ever been round to mine when you've we'd been sweating cobs? No, actually, I've not. I've not experienced that at your house, and I have at other people's houses where I've just wanted to, well, be in a swimsuit because <laughs> <laughs> it's been so horribly hot. But you see, I think Hester, in the winter, if you keep your house nice and cool. <laughs> When you go out and it's nice and cool, your temperatures remain in the same. Whereas if you have a boiling hot house and then you go mm. out into the cold, it's such difference in extremities that, you know, often people are more susceptible to colds because of those different extremities in temperatures that they're experiencing. Mm, I've never really suffered from that. I just think it's nice to be warm and I just don't like being cold. You know, I think I think you, you're in the majority. I think I'm definitely in the minority. So what have you been busying around then today? What have you been doing? <laughs> well, I went to the bank and there's yeah. two lovely men that work there. And I love Ooh, seeing bonus. them. One's yeah. called Jai and one's called John. And they're so lovely and I really look forward to seeing them. Well, I think you've mentioned these two guys to me before, actually. Really? Yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah, well, they're a big part of my life. Because <laughs> I don't do online banking. <laughs> but it's nice, though, isn't it? You know, because I like going down my shops and I, I, I've got a very good friend in the pet shop and I've got a lovely friend in the candle shop and the butcher and the veg shop. Yeah, you see, I used to be friendly with the fish shop, but now I've stopped eating oh, yeah. fish. I don't see them anymore, which is sad. They're always cold, aren't they, fishmongers? So, I mean, it must be hard work working in a fridge. That's true. I never thought about it that way. They're never as good fun, a fishmonger, as in the butchers, I don't find. Right. Interesting. Because, yeah, because the butchers have got more larger things to chop up, haven't they? (laughs) (laughs) What else can you tell us about the winter hibernation of bees? Well, there's a few little things that, you know, you need to do in preparation for the winter because, you know, as you can imagine, a hive is quite a nice little cosy place in the winter, a bit like my front room right now, you know, at the centre of the the little ball of honeybees and something else might like to go and live in the hive. What do you think that might be? Um, an animal. Yes. Like a, a rat or a mouse. Mm, a little mouse. Mm. And so a little mouse would just like to sort of live in there. It's a bit warmer, it's cosy, and they could nibble on nibble on all the honey and have a really good old time. But actually, they can wreak havoc in a, in a beehive over the winter. So what you have to do is you have to put a little mouse guard on the front of the hive oh. that allows the bees to go in and out but it's just the holes are too small so a mouse can't go in. Right, okay. Because mice, can't, they can, they can, they're a bit like contortionists, aren't they? They can make themselves very small. Yeah, they can. And if, if they get in there, you know, if it's a weak colony, it might be the final straw for the bees if then they've got a mouse who starts, like, you know, 
scratching all the the honeycomb and and stuff like that but sometimes you might open the hive in the spring and they've actually covered a mouse completely in propolis gosh how amazing really yeah well yeah i mean why can't they just sting the mouse well, they might sting it, but if they sting it, it would go crazy around the hive. Oh, right. And they would just gradually cover it in propolis. Yeah. If it sat there and ate all the honey, it might even be too fat to actually get back out the hive in the spring and the beekeeper would have to let it out because it put so much weight on from eating honey all winter. It was mm. could be so fat that it couldn't squeeze through the door. Mm, interesting. I'm a bit like that but in the winter. You can't squeeze through your door. Because <laughs> I've eaten so many treats, I literally can't get through my front door and down the steps. Is that what you like? You like treats in the winter? I do, yeah. I like to sit and have a few little chocolates and some nuts and, you know, <laughs> nibble away. You said nuts very posh then. <laughs> I've turned posh since last week, have you noticed? I love nuts at Christmas and I eat no end of nuts. <laughs> what sort of nuts do you like? I, I've got to tell you this story. I once went into Waitrose and, yeah. uh, and I asked this assistant, this male assistant, I said, oh, excuse me. I said, can you tell me where your nuts are? And then I, mm -hmm. I got the giggles halfway through saying, <laughs> can you tell me where your nuts are? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he went salted or unsalted. I went <laughs> salted, please. <laughs> and then what did he say? Nothing. He didn't. He didn't know why I was laughing. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get my dirty sense of humour. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, my fire's getting boiling now. I could roast some nuts on it right now. Oh really? I, I don't. Are you, in answer to your question, I don't. I, I think I, I think I like an almond, like you. Oh, I'm not so I wild like an about. Almond. I'm not so wild about a walnut. I have to say, um, uh, but a stale one might put you off. But a fresh walnut's good. Well, I don't tend to eat the stale ones. <laughs> <laughs> I like a nut from about 150 years ago. <laughs> you know, one that's got a bit of character. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, um, a word has it out there that, mm -hmm. um, and I know this is a regular thing for you, 
but that you've been mushroom picking. Oh, yes. I've got, oh, I've had some really nice um, mushrooms. It's been a, well, it's been a really good year for these um, porcini mushrooms. You know, they're a nutty sort of mushroom. Yeah, it's, I've had, I've had no end of, of nice dinners with a, with a handful or two of um, porcini mushrooms. Have you? What, what, have you been having risottos? Well, no, because they're just so nice. I've just been, you know, frying them up with a bit of butter and a splash of wine, some garlic, mm, and lovely. then um, some parsley and chives and a bit of parmesan on the top. Absolutely mm. delicious. I don't think I've ever had uh, fresh porcini mushrooms. I've only had, ever had them dried, you know, in a recipe. Some of them, the only trouble is that the, the gnats get in them and there's a lot of larvae in them because, of course, they're so delicious mm. that every animal has nibbled on them. You know, even as they're coming up, they've got holes in because they're so nice. Mm. So they've got a lot of maggots in, mm. you know, the the older ones sometimes do have a lot of maggots in, mm. so you have to be careful. But um, we found a couple of old ones that were a bit big and sort of, you know, they'd been, they'd sort of fallen over. Mm. Then we've got this uh, dehydrator, so now I've got no end of dried ones. How brilliant, Tessa. What other, yeah. what other mushrooms have you been coming across? Well, they're, so far... We've just sort of stuck with those because they are the king of mushrooms, really. I mean, you can't really get any of the ones that are as good as that, I don't think. But we did find these ones um, which look like sick. Um, They're so (laughs) disgusting. They're like green and orange and they're a sort of milk cap. Mm. Um, So when you cut them, like a, a bright orange milk comes out and they're called well the, the i only know the latin name of there's two very nice ones called lactosia deliciosa Ooh. where you can sort of guess what that means yeah mm. yeah Mil- de- delicious milky yeah and so this is the sort of sister one which is a false delicious um lactosia deliciosa but mm. it's still as delicious oh my god they are so good so we've been having those and we've had a few bluets. Um, what are bluets? They're like a little sort of purpley blue mushroom mm. um, underneath and then on the top they're a little bit brown with a sort of purple haze um, and they're very nice. Yeah, and we've had, um, we've had another one called Hen of the Woods mm-hmm. um, which grows at the bottom of an oak tree and it's like a big sort of, almost like a coral sort of bush it's quite big mm. and you can just break a little bit off and there's plenty of it you know they're massive and then that's lovely as well fried up with a bit of butter oh, it's been mushroom he- heaven and they've got more vitamin d in them than anything you could else you could possibly eat really oh they're fantastic so that's amazing i know you've been doing this for years yeah. mushrooms. did tom get you into it or were you doing it before yeah, so Tom's mum, she grew up in the New Forest um, and her dad was like a woodman. Mm. So she grew up knowing all about mushrooms. And when I met Tom, the first sort of outing we had, he started picking these mushrooms and I thought, oh, flipping egg. You know, I'm not sure I, I, I sort of know him well enough to eat wild mushrooms. 
So I decided to go on a course myself. And, and oh. over the years, I've gone on quite a few brilliant courses with this guy, well, with a few different people, but I found one that I like called Andy Overall. <laughs> that, yes, that is his name. <laughs> yes. And he's got um, a company called Fun Guy to Be With. All right, Andy Overall, Fun Guy to Be yeah. With. Yeah, and he knows all about different fungi. Um, and we go on a walk with him every year and he's brilliant. And he knows everything about mushrooms. So I've been taught from him. So and I know all the safe mushrooms to eat. What, 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 are, the, what are the non-safe ones? Can, can you describe the non-safe ones? Well, there is the death cap. Ooh. And that's like the, the most poisonous mushroom. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of got like a hanging veil over the cap, and then it's it's got this strange bulbous root with sort of bits of sort of veilish. There's like this veilish type thing that surrounds its its root, and and sometimes on the cap, and that's the very dangerous mushroom. But I've never ever picked and eaten a poisonous mushroom and I'm very strict with Tom because he might get something and say oh let's have a look in the mushroom book but I will not try it unless I put it past Andy overall. So Esther um you know mm-hmm. when you go on your mushroom hunting yeah do you do you do you sometimes pick magic mushrooms? Well you know what Jane I've ne- I never actually picked any magic mushrooms because I don't really know what they like and I, I I don't say to Andy, Andy overall, you know, shall we look for some magic mushrooms? And I know they've they've done a few trials with older people because they're doing these clinical trials to see if microdosing might be able to help people with depression. And I know that it's sort of actually helped them to sort of almost like restart their brain, you know, after a bout of depression. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll all be on magic mushrooms. What about dementia? Do you think it helps with dementia patients? I mean, I don't know about that, but it is being used to sort of reactivate the brain in some trials. Mm-hmm. Your, your memory is very good, Esther. I'm very impressed with how you remember people's names. Well, actually, it's not that good, Jane. Well, you, you've remembered a lot of people's names today. Have I? Yeah, you've been very impressive and you've used some very impressive big words as well. Ooh. Some very impressive sort of medically words and biology words and Ooh. all sorts of things that I've been secretly very, very impressed with as we've been uh, talking today. Oh, Jane, it's so nice. You're so kind to your friend. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm impressed. But um, what I'm interested about mushrooms and, you know, also about insects as well i think this is where it all joins up that you know trees and fungi fungi have got this symbiotic relationship where they almost sort of speak to each other and they help each other you know so it's quite amazing and also there's so many things that work together you know well insects and plants you know like we heard from martin Oh, Martin! You know, Dr. Martin Benchik, Wolfgang's mate. Oh, yes. 
and and he was saying about how the the bumblebees can sort of vibrate on the flower yes. and then it sort of wakes the flower up you know they've got this symbiotic relationship mm. what have we got symbiotic relationships with what do you think um dogs maybe our partners wake up and get on with it wake up and make my <laughs> breakfast <laughs> Um, those lovely little solitary bees well large solitary bees that we saw well we're seeing less of them now aren't we but Mm. what will happen to them over the winter period well actually most solitary bees are in the larvae stage or the egg stage over the winter so their parent their their queen bee their mother has sealed them into a little cavity or a little Mm. burrow and she's like put a secretion a waterproof secretion around them and she's left them some pollen and nectar and then she dies once she's done that so she seals up the cavity or Mm. or closes the burrow and then they stay there all winter and through the cold months then if there are larvae they might just stop sort of developing they go into like a status sort of where they just stay still and then soon as the spring comes they start to warm up and then they finish the food and then they can get out they can break the way out but the bumblebees the queen bumbles they actually hibernate um, in a little sort of burrow or a bit of compost they find a little hole and then and they they usually like to go on the north side of a, a bank so they don't want the that winter sun to wake them up too early but sometimes they do get woken up too early and you might even see a bumblebee flying around on christmas day oh, right. um you know just collecting a little bit of of early nectar off those snowdrops or crocuses or anything they can get so it is good to have those flowers just in case what what do they give their um little babies for food then the bumblebees for the winter yeah well they like to give them a bumblebee breakfast <laughs> of pollen and nectar and they make like a little paste for oh, them paste. yeah not toothpaste but mm. a bumblebee paste Okay, literally. (laughs) As a beekeeper, Mm -hmm. in the winter, what does a beekeeper do? Put her or his feet up? And relax in front of that lovely log fire mm. or and think good that's all sorted now just have to wait mm. for the spring now they're getting on with it or are there things that you have to sort out mm. well I think the first thing that I always do in the winter is cover myself in honey and just <laughs> lie in the bath and just Ooh, think oh this honey is good <laughs> That's me when you'd only let me have a tablespoon full of it. <laughs> yeah, but um, going back to what, what beekeepers do, you know, they might make candles, and we're going to be doing that at some point. Um, you have to get all your old wax and you strain it all through like a muslin cloth or even a baby's nappy mm-hmm. until it's all clear and all the debris has come off it, and then you've got your pure wax, and then what, you so can you, start to... you heat to... that up, do you? You heat it up? Yeah, you heat it up. 
it stinks and all this mouldy gunk off the wax where it's all mouldy and yucky mm. um, that all comes to the surface and then you strain it all through a nappy is a good thing to strain it and then, then it all comes out clear and then you can start to do your candle dip in you know you can get a wick and dip it in or you can make a moulded candle if you've got some moulds you could make a mould of yourself maybe Jane Oh, that's a good idea. Well, you could, <laughs> well I know. You could I'm... actually be holding a mop and, and a broom. For mm. you, you could have um, a candle of your washing line with some little wicks on on each sheet. Oh, that was a good idea. Or I could have some, some wax rubber globes. Oh, that'd be good. What's, what's the most unusual candle that you've made from your beeswax? I've only just made dining candles dining table you know dining candles that's the only one i've done with lynn because she is the candle expert oh really so So we must get lynn is that when you so when at christmas time will you be having your dining candles on display whilst you eat your nuts Ooh, i will be yes i like them when i eat my nuts and Mm. i enjoy the shining light glistening onto my walnut (laughs) Jane I thought that was I thought we had a good episode did you? Yeah brilliant Oh thanks for a lovely cosy afternoon Jane I love you loads I love you loads it's been such a nice chat Esther I've finished my job now though Esther so I can't go on and relay all the new information to them and some people not Samson Kale but um, uh, some people really like to hear about the bees and it was so nice the sound guys really were very receptive to the bees and the bee oh, talk Oh that's lovely yeah. I love you loads and I'll see you next time. Yeah, I love you loads, eh? See you next time. All right, darling. Bye. 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 Queen Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard and partly recorded at the Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy Mae Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from the hive. Queen Bees is a hat trick podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.